here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Back everybody to Wrestling Omakase. This is episode 18. Now, if you are wondering why it's 18 when I said it was 16 last week, the answer is because I'm an idiot and last week was actually 17, but it was properly labeled once I put the show out. But 18 this week, folks. 18. I remembered how to count this week. And my guest is another returning guest. A our first female returning guest, so she could put that. You also our first woman guest, period. I think, right? Believe so. I'm not entirely sure, but if I was, well, I'm the Stephanie McMahon of this podcast. <laughs> you were the, you were before Alexandra, I think, because I think we did your episode before we did the Joshi episode, and that was the one she was on. So it's one. It's either you or her, and I think it was you. But either way. You're the you're making you're making history, the 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 woman's revolution of wrestling, <laughs> with just as much proportional representation. Um, so how are you doing today, Jesse? I'm doing pretty well. It's Halloween today. It so is belated Halloween when this comes out. I'm sure. If you're into that, or Happy All Saints Day. Yeah, it'll come out. It'll come out the morning of November first. So yeah, that's All Saints Day. I guess. All Saints Day. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big thing where I live. I don't. Yeah, I have. I have to say, I've I've vaguely heard of it. That's yeah. I live in a very Catholic region of the country of the United uh, States. 
So All Saints Day is a pretty big thing here. I mean, I grew up Catholic, I guess, but I, I still never heard of it. So I guess I didn't grow up that Catholic. <laughs> but it wasn't really a thing. But yeah. Right. It's also Happy Big Japan Corps launch day as well. Is that really happening? Because we've heard nothing. It's happening. Okay. The thing is, Twitter jumped the gun. And Big Japan didn't really get the chance to announce it themselves. But they do have a Twitter account. I think it's at BJW Corps. Mm-hmm. And they made a tweet saying their service starts at 12 p.m. JST, which is like 11 to 11 tonight, I think. Like four, yeah. three, four hours. Yeah. Service will be starting. I don't know if their show will air live or not. I mean, it's not going to matter by the time this comes out. Yeah. The show will be over, but I'm sure it'll be up there. So I mean, that'd be cool. At least we'll get. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you want to talk whether or not you're going to sign up, but I'm going to sign up. Probably right away, and just to get that core again. So, I don't think I'm gonna sign up right away. I'm gonna let let other people do it and check it out and see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't mind spending eight another eight dollars a month because it's like whatever, and not having to wait. To me, not like the biggest um the the biggest like uh what's it like benefit is just not having to wait for these corrigans. So like just having the corrigan the day of instead of like fucking two weeks later or more sometimes will be helpful. So yeah, we don't know if they'll be airing live shows. I suppose they will. They had some live shows on their Nico pro stuff. Yeah. But in terms of bigger shows, not entirely sure yet. We'll just have to wait and see. They have not released any details at all. I assume that Tosaka is the president of the company. And one of the guys that you hear yelling on commentary during the shows on Samurai TV, uh, He'll be giving more information about it today. Yeah, I mean, as long as as long as it's like, you know, within a day or two, still that'd still be an improvement. So, I assume they'll they'll have live stuff though because they they're working in conjunction with Samurai TV and DDT Universes as well, and they mm. have live shows. So I don't think, at least the Samurai TV shows, I think they'll probably air live. Yeah, so that'd be that'll be cool, and I assume it'll be like early DDT Universe where everything will be muted. But well, except yeah. for well, except for like, well, wait a second, maybe not the like second world old company. Like a lot of guys do have original themes. Now I think about it, so those yeah. might be okay. Uh, Isami, Yuko, Takeda, guys like that do not have original themes. Those will all be muted. Yeah, those will be muted. And, and Hideki, I guess, right? I think. Does Hideki own know. his own theme? Does I, I don't even know. Hideki uses Billy Robinson's theme. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if they'd have. The and I'm trying to, to remember if he worked a previous DDT show before they got mm-hmm. the music license, and it wasn't muted. I know on the last show that he worked for them, it was not muted, but they had the music license. <laughs> can I, can I say by the way how hilarious it is? Hilarious it is that some, some fucking media company buys the DDT, and they're smart enough to spend the money to get these fucking what what. Well, it must have been like quite a bit of money for in the case of some of these songs, like Sandstorm and some other fa- pretty famous songs. They spend all this money to get all these songs on there because they understand it and enhances the experience. Meanwhile, fucking WWE with all their fucking money can't just pay Jimmy Hart and pay these other fucking people and get and so these these archives shows don't sound like fucking shit. It's just like okay, copyright. Rights are different in Japan too. I mean, oh, that's, that's I think everyone true. knows that as well. Yeah, but still, I mean, at least they paid for it. Something. 
We'll get more into that maybe a little bit later on in the show, maybe what this new ownership means for DDT. I, I have to say, though, the adding, getting those getting those songs has been such a huge fucking boost to DDT Universe. Like, All I except Tokyo Go. <laughs> what? All except Tokyo Go. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that is, I still being in the building for the debut of that was honestly one of the moments, greatest moments of my life. It was something. Just you've never seen a group of people, who, a group of people who had no idea what they were, what to expect, and then just like the looks on everybody's faces when you know he's here to start belting it out like that, just amazing. Like people were just like. People did not expect him to be that good of a singer. No, I didn't either. <laughs> like people just like everybody was just like they they first hear him start building out and they just start laughing in disbelief. It was amazing. So His English is incredible too. Yeah, I mean he I does, mean, he ha- for the enunciation parts that he has to sing, it's really good. Yeah, he's really he is like um, he did an amazing job, and yeah, everybody everybody just went crazy for it. So. You know, that was like one of the that night. Like, base even what's even uh, Takagi and Awashi looked like impressed, which they rarely ever do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a hell of a night, honestly. But it's a, one of my stronger memories from from that whole trip. So, um, but yeah, we'll get into that later with DT and what the new ownership means. But just. Just immediately though, the, the the music is such a great, such an enhancement to the shows. So, um, I, I mean, when I heard that, when I first heard that news, I was stunned that they're able to get all these licenses and then just to see it in action, you know, has been really cool. So, um, but we're gonna actually start with Big Japan. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk three promotions today: uh, Big Japan, Wrestle One, and DDT. I, I'm not even quite sure how these end up being the three. It just kind of happened. They're the red-headed stepchildren of Japanese pro wrestling, I assume. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, all Japan gets enough attention lately, especially. Um, I mean, we can, you know, they're they're not they're an indie, but like, it feels like they're everybody's indie, you know. Like that's the one that everybody watches, kind well, of. The thing is, no matter how indie all Japan and Noah get, they still have some prestige when it comes yeah. to fans in Japan. Whereas three companies that we're talking about today, no matter how, who owns them or if they start a streaming service, or if they draw 400 people to a major show, it, it doesn't particularly matter. They're all still seen as lower than these other companies. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, all Japan, they, they have been interesting lately. What, just really quickly, what have you thought about the the rapid-fire title changes? It just seems to me like they didn't want Joe to beat Kento yet. Yeah. They're protecting that match. I mean, people freaked out about it and, like, um, on Twitter, as people are wont to do on Twitter. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't have a con- I don't have a problem with, like, a brief burst of really quick title changes like this, it, as long as it's, like, a rare thing. And, like, you know, it's not, like, if you're not, if you're doing that all the time, obviously, you know, history shows that title changes kind of tend to mean nothing after a while. But, like, to do it once and, like, like how many, how long do Kento hold it, you know? Like, it's not like they do this all the time. So to do it, like, one time to have a bunch of quick title changes, I don't think is that big a deal. Yeah, I, think, I think people forget that the All Japan roster is still very small in and of itself if you take out the Outsiders. And they only have so many matches they can do. Yeah. 
I mean, we're, we're about to get Yoshitatsu as a triple crown challenger. Did you see him come out and challenge Doring, by the way? I haven't seen he this got, show yet. Oh, though. he got booed out uh, of the fucking building. It was so great. <laughs> Doring was looking at him, like, basically, like, uh, what are you even doing out here? And the crowd and, and the crowd starts booing, and he gives the crowd a look, and he's like, yeah, thumbs down, right? <laughs> it's really hilarious. Well, the good thing is, I don't think all Japan fans really want to boo Joe. So yeah. if you put him against Tatsu, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna cheer for Yoshi Tatsu. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So, I mean I and Doring so. Doring was I guess the heel in the Swan Feud, but it's not like anybody booed him in that match. And they did shake hands at the end of it, which I was surprised by. But I don't think they're not really trying to present him as a heel really as champion. So I you know, I mean it's very hard to be like, please boo this cancer victim. It's like it's very, uh, it's a very weird vibe. He gave a very babyface promo after the show, so even though obviously in English, but yeah, so that's cool. I'm cool. I'm very cool with the end result of Joe during his champion. It's basically how I reacted. So like, I think most pe- people assumed the title would end up on Joe anyway. It's just the the way it happens. I think yeah. people are like, yeah. they took an interesting route to get there. I don't. It doesn't. I, I think unpredictability can be good, you know. Um, I mean, if it's, you know, if, if you look at it like this, if it's a shoot, like, shouldn't you have people, like, some lose the title pretty quick once in a while, you know? Like, that would happen in real life. So yeah, I would I, just say that my opinion of God, a year ago still stands at their Sumo Hall show. I think Suwama should have beat Kento there. Mm. And then you wouldn't have had these ragged sort of title reigns. I don't think Shuji would have had a title reign, which would have probably would have disappointed a lot of people, but you wouldn't have had that quick Kento turnover reign like he just had either. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't really have a problem with anything they did, but I don't know. I I don't I don't mind some quick title changes. So I thought some of the reaction on Twitter was very overblown. The only thing I will say is people the other thing is that that came on the same show with with Zeus uh Tapping out to Yoshitatsu, which people were very upset by, but people are still waiting for that Zeus triple crown <laughs> run. It seems like they're going to be waiting a long time, but who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, so that's not what we're here to talk about, though. So let's get into uh, Big Japan, our first our first topic today. Uh, the main thing we'll talk about is the the Big Japan Tag League final um, that took place back on October fifteenth. It took a little while to make tape. I think I only made tape in about um, what, like like maybe like eight days later or something. I think, but um, it drew fourteen, a claimed fourteen twenty seven, and you know it looked like a pretty decent crowd for Big Japan. Yeah, they um, were um, pushing on Twitter for the sellout. I don't think. Yeah. They, I don't know if they quite got there, but that's, a, that's still a really impressive crowd. Considering the teams that were vying for the final, I don't think were the strongest teams they had. And yeah. the final itself wasn't exactly, you know, you have a pretty unknown team against two veterans in there as well. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so 1427, not too bad at all. Uh, the opener was the semifinals of Psycho Tag League in the the strong block. You had Daisuke Sakamoto and Kohei Saito against Daichi Hashimoto and Hiyoshi Kamatani. And this went about a little over 13 minutes. 
Uh, Daichi got the pen on Sekimoto with the rising DDT. This was a really fun like uh, like tag sprint, and the tag league in general has been you know a bright spot I think for Big Japan after like um, I don't know like uh, the last few months haven't seen that interesting in in my opinion anyway. But no, I agree with you. I, I I feel that way about all of Big Japan this year. I think it's kind of been a little ho hum. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, you know, I really enjoyed Death Mania, um, just going to it and everything, and the, and, and Takeda, uh, you know, winning, winning the title on the main event. That was, you know, one of the one of the best death matches I've ever seen. And I, I haven't. Think that's been the highlight of Big Japan's year. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't seen that many, but like that was a, that was a match that really made me just being there for that match. Um, you know, I I always sort of knew the the Big Japan Death guys could really work on top of the gore, but like. Just seeing it in person made it be like made it even more like obvious to me. So I feel like I've had a better appreciation appreciation of the death matches uh, since I went for that one. So I definitely have not I have not been skipping them at all. So I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. But like I've been I have I've dropped the skip the death match thing. So I've been uh I've been watching. Basically, you haven't worked up to freedoms matches yet. But you're no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to freedoms, but we'll say. Um, because Big Japan even st- can still make me a little queasy, so if that makes me queasy, I don't know about freedoms, but but yeah, I'm watching, I've been watching more of the death matches, and you know, um, so that honestly probably has been the highlight. I mean, I like Hideki Zuki's reign a lot, I think maybe it's gone a little too long now. Yeah, Especially I mean, repeating challengers. Some people think I, I don't like Hideki, but that's not true. I love him. But I think the problem is, and this is a problem that I apply to Dragon Gate as well. I hammer about this on Dragon Gate, so I'll hammer about it on Big Japan too. It seems like every other promotion in Japan is willing to take chances with younger guys. You see all of these other promotions and the top guy is in their promotion right now as a, a younger guy. And yeah. sometimes it's a little forced and sometimes it isn't and so when you do look at promotions like dragon gate and like big japan it isn't that i don't like hideki but i'd love to see one of the younger guys get a chance more than what kamatani got i don't think kamatani got a fair deal yeah and i you know i really thought kawakami had a shot to win at um back at uh ryugokutan and i'm pretty disappointed they didn't give him that shot because it just felt like you know, felt like if you're ever going to do any do anything with him, it was the time to do it and really give him a chance to run with the ball. But you know, I don't I don't know what we're building towards now. I mean, you know, I thought maybe like a that, Shuji. That's the other thing too. I mean, who who are they building to? Is it Daichi? Yeah. Is it Kamatani? Is it Kawakami? I don't think it's Uto. I mean, I like Uto, but I don't think he's nearly ready. And yeah, I said it on the last podcast, and I'll say it again. No offense to Kakuta, but you know just no no yeah um and like i i wouldn't mind seeing daichi get a shot i guess but like i kind of feel like he isn't maybe as ready as kamatani or kawakami but i don't know um well i mean (laughs) to bring it back to the tag match the opening tag match of this show they were awesome in this match i thought they were good but man i just think kamatani carries this team so much Mm -hmm. and i don't and I love Daichi. I mean, I I genuinely love him. And I don't think people quite understand all of the stuff he's got to go through in his career. A career that I don't really think 
he would have chosen for himself if his dad hadn't died. I don't know if Daichi would have been a wrestler if this, that was the case. But I kind of thought when he joined Big Japan, he would have gotten a lot better than he has. I mean, he's good. He's not terrible. But I just think Kamatani is the guy for this team. And he just shines in the, the position that he's put in in this. Yeah, I, I agree with you that Kamatani is better in the ring. But Daichi to me still has that like that spark of in-ring charisma that I don't know if Kamatani has quite at that level. So that that makes him a very good team. But it, it was interesting that I, I agree with you that Kamatani carries it from a work standpoint. But um, I don't know, like that's kind of how I feel. Just like and the Hashimoto other has that it factor to me. Well, I mean, even if Daichi didn't have the it factor or not, he's going to get pushed because of his name. Yeah. In the story, I mean, that just is just the way it's going to be. And I don't blame Big Japan for that. I don't blame him for that. And I would do it too. Um, but yeah, so that was the opener. Though I thought I thought this was a really good match. So, um, you know, Kohei hit people very hard as he had wanted to do, um, and I thought it was uh, you know Daichi getting a big pin on Sekimoto was cool. And... I will say though that the match to decide who would make the semifinals, this was the match, and Sekimoto had pinned Daichi. So mm. I kind of figured going into this show, I picked up Kami to win the tournament but i when daichi when uh, sakimoto had been daichi i figured they would get the victory on the next show yeah um so not that surprising a result but it was fun um the other semifinal was the death block semifinal with abdullah kobayashi and ryuji ito defeating the new blood brothers uh masaya takahashi and takayuki Reki. It was Kobayashi in 11:45 with the Boston Crab on Yureki. Uh I don't, I don't really remember this match that well. It was, it was suitably. It, they had like light tubes and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was a bring your own um, weapons match. They had bring your own weapons. They so they had a mace. I mean, a, I don't know what it's called. I guess a mace is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I remember. Mace. I remember just tweeting. I was watching this right after I watched TLC. And I was like, wow, it's it's possible to have an actual wrestling match with weapons, not just a fucking swinging chairs for 35 minutes or whatever the fuck that shit was. But yeah, I thought that I thought this was pretty pretty good for you know what it was. It wasn't very it didn't get a lot of time. But um was was cool about actually beating Ricky with the Boston Crab, was that supposed to be like a message about like you're still a young boy or something? No. Okay. Uh, Abby beats a lot of people with the Boston Crab. I think he won the Death Knight title last year with the Boston Crab. Oh, okay. So it's so, kind of a thing. It's but, just his, it's just his move. I got it. Yeah, I love the match. It was my favorite match on the show. The crowd yeah, I, was super into it. I was into it. I loved it. I mean, I thought it was, I definitely thought it was good. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really remember it that well though, which is weird because I definitely watched it. But I was I was actually trying to like picture it in my head, and I just pictured, I guess I pictured the light tubes. <laughs> that always stands out to me. But it's hard for me to picture even like the finish. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about in the undercard before we get to the main event? I guess we should talk about Okabayashi getting hurt. Oh, okay. Go ahead. 
uh, Okabayashi got hurt. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was when I saw the result that Asami and Yuko had beat Shingo and Yuji. I was like a little, hmm, hmm, I don't know about that. But then I saw that uh, Okabayashi had got hurt in the match, and then it made a lot more sense. Mm. They still haven't said how long he'll be out that I know of, but it it was bad enough to pull him from Noah in all Japan. Yeah, he's supposed to be he was supposed to be in the Global League and in the um in the World Tag Team Title match on All Japan's big show. And he was but supposed like, to be in the All Japan Tag League. Yeah, and the all, so that's a, that's a lot, obviously, to, to pull him from all of that. Yeah, it, it's it's not as big as Lost in Big Japan because they're going to be going into their um, water park shows again. They have a spring series that they do, and then they do them in the winter too. And uh, so you'll be missing Poseidon matches. Although I think Ueki is now Poseidon from what I've seen on Twitter. <laughs> so they found a new Poseidon, but it won't be Okabayashi. And uh, he's been on Twitter, and happy belated birthday to him. His birthday is on Halloween. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, but it it could be really bad, depending on how bad it was, because I went on WebMD, the most knowledgeable of all <laughs> sites, and uh, it could be anywhere from a couple of weeks to months, depending on if he needs surgery or not. And mm. Big Japan just haven't said anything in terms of if he needed surgery or not yet. I feel like they don't really say a lot on injuries in general, but I don't know. I feel like they kind of leave us hanging a lot. Let me just say that they leave a lot hanging when it comes to injuries, and it's not just in Big Japan. Yeah. I find Dave Meltzer saying that Japan is safer to be really weird because the only difference is Japan just don't tell you. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume the the time off must help, but I don't know. Well, I mean... Big Japan are moving and going to move into a system where they start rotating guys in and out and giving people time off. So at least they are one of the promotions that have recognized that these guys are not superhumans. They can't yeah. just go and go and go and go and go. That's impossible. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, they they need to, they need to go back to giving, like New Japan at this point is like only giving guys like two weeks off between tours at most. Sometimes it's like a, sometimes like a week off. It's and like they really, they really the, need to like. I mean, I'm not saying traveling is easy in WWE. It's very difficult, but I think people get the notion that it's easier in New Japan. But these guys are sitting on buses all day. Yeah. They don't get to move very much. They're in trashy hotel rooms. It's not all that nice to travel in New Japan either. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I've heard is just the New Japan, the New Japan guys like. I guess just appreciate the time off, but they need more of it probably. The that that like the break they're gonna get after the World Tag League is nice, I guess, but um, because I think they get like what they get like three weeks, right, or something before before the Tokyo Dome, I think. When does so. the Tag League end? Like December? the Tag League, yeah, the Tag League ends pretty early in December. Yeah, and they have, then they just have to work like two dates in Kurikan, and that's it. So. They get a lot of time off between the tag league and they deserve it. They deserve they the time they, off. They Especially do. after the G one schedules that these guys run. Yeah. They deserve time off. The G one they do give them like two or three weeks between the G one and destruction, so that's good. But they need more. Well depending need more. on how hurt some guys are, I don't think two weeks 
makes much of a difference either. Yeah, they need more to. They probably need like a month or something. But I just I don't, don't like seeing anyone get hurt. It's we just need. I mean, I, I I really wish WWE would just do something like that though, and just at least give people like some weeks off. But I don't know. Just feels like that constant grind just like chews people up sometimes. But, I agree. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that one is easier than the other. Yeah, I think they're, they're both, both very, very difficult. Yeah, but like, I, like at least what I've always heard, I remember, I forget who that, who the fuck I was reading an interview with this about, but like, just like having that end date where you can be like, okay, like at this point, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like a week off or two weeks off or whatever mm-hmm. can help, can help you get through it. So, yeah. which you don't have that in WWE where it's like, well, this is my end date where I get like two weeks off. Like now your end date is like, you got injured. So now you can't, so now you have to be off. You get injured and you get released. <laughs> That's basically, those we are the only end. This weekend. <laughs> yeah. Just, just Jesus Christ. Talk about, talk about weirdly timed releases for fucking Emma. It was, it was great too how that led to like everybody screaming again about Oscar and Emma. Like okay, that was one of those debates where like, I was just like, you know, I get it, but I just I really don't give a shit. I just don't know why people ever expect any different. Well, they, they I don't I don't know if they expect different. I just see this is where this is where I differ from like a lot of people. It's like I don't expect anything different from them, and I can't like I don't I, like what is the point in getting angry anymore about this shit? I just like, laugh. Like it's like TLC, you know, they 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 throw a guy into a fucking garbage truck and kill him, and then like two minutes later, uh, you know, people are fucking chanting USA. It's like yes, it's just it's shit, but like getting all pissed off about it is like really ridiculous. Just like you said, just laugh about it. It's not getting getting angry about it is not going to do anything for your life. I mean, WWE so. is booked by like an eighty-year-old man who hates when people sneeze and he loves snow cones. <laughs> it's not the only that's not the only powder <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just it's like you're wasting all your energy yeah why just, I, I always i always tell people when i have them when i have i mean i had rich and joe on and stuff and it's like i just don't understand how you can like break that shit down for two hours every week it would make me fucking insane like it's just it's not worth that level of thought it's an old man doing what the fuck he feels like because he knows like the, the, you know, their fucking finances are going to be exactly the same no matter what he does. So who, who fucking cares? But I don't know. I can't, I can't get, I can't get upset about it. It's just. I, the, peop- I the people who still have the capacity to get upset about it are like, I don't know. Like you must be, it feels, sometimes it feels like that they just, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Let's get back to Big Japan. Let's get back to Big Japan because yeah, we're not we shouldn't talk about how we're not talk about that <laughs> Um the main event, the tag league final, a hardcore match, Abdullah Kobayashi and Ryuji Ito against Daichi Hashimoto and Hideyoshi Kamatani. Kamatani gets the pin on Kobayashi in sixteen oh six for the backdrop. Uh it was impressive he got him up for that at all, honestly. Uh, this was this was kind of fun. I enjoyed this. Um, I wish it would have been a death match. I think that's yeah, my, my only have... complaint. I mean, the hard. I mean, Daichi and Kamatani bled a little, but I wouldn't like blood for the blood god. Let's let's do it. 
Make yeah. These, make these kids really earn it. And but, so I think, like, doing a hardcore match was a little bit of a cop-out. They didn't want him to get too fucked up, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to say it. But then Kamatani is having a match against Hideki Suzuki for the title in a couple hours. Yeah. But um, I I thought I I enjoyed this for what it was though. Yeah, it was uh, a it was a good match. I just I think it would have been better if it was a hardcore match. Not Ito, a hardcore match. A Ito did match. A, Ito did a lot more in this than he did in the uh in the in the match where him and Kobayashi won the tag titles. Honestly, Ito can do stuff when he wants to, but he yeah. doesn't typically have to either. I think I don't think people understand that he he is more than Sakamoto, the ace of Big Japan. I don't know how many people quite understand that. He's still the guy for this company in some ways. And so, I mean, he doesn't have to try as hard sometimes. Just That's just simply how it goes. Yeah. But I heard he heard great things about his match with Sakamoto against um, Akiyama and Omori. Yeah, what that was really good. I I watched that too. That was um, yeah. Again, he was really he really tried hard in that match. So, um, that was a very good tight team match. I might have I might have given that like four stars or something. Remember, I remember really enjoying it. So, I have to go look at my Twitter feed. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like you know, they just it was just a a really fun old guy battle basically, and you know. I'm like a hundred years behind on all Japan. Yeah, I mean, so. that, that was a really fun match. Um, Akiyama, you know, Akiyama really. I mean, when the fuck is Jun Akiyama not good? And you know, Omori like really He's not he, good for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not vote for Jun Akiyama? Come on. I wouldn't have voted for Nakamura. Apparently, I don't know much of anything <laughs> when it comes to that. I wouldn't have voted for Nakamura either, but. But Jun Akiyama should be in the Hall of Fame, everybody. <laughs> um, what, do you not agree that Jun Akiyama should be in the Hall of Fame? I think Akiyama, a little bit like Kojima, suffers from coming after so many of the all-time legends yeah, in Japanese but, wrestling. But, like, why and is that I his think fault? people hold that against both ugh, of them. Ugh. I, I don't know. Jun Akiyama, to me, is, like, one of the 10 or 15 greatest, like, in-ring wrestlers of all time. So... Like to me, if you're that good, you should be in. I don't even give a shit about the rest of it. But then on top of that, he drew a gigantic crowd at the Tokyo Dome anyway. So, like, what the fuck are we arguing here? But I shouldn't. I don't want to talk Hall of Fame anymore because I, <laughs> I fucking had a run in with Matt Farmer today and was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like, just he's not gonna listen to this anyway. But buddy, if you don't know anything about Japanese wrestling, just don't vote for the Japanese category. Because like you I clearly, you. I I just think since Nakamura made that Hall of Fame, who cares? Yeah, well, I mean, I that's, just, that's true. I'm just so baffled that he, he made it in. Like, I mean, Ultimo Dragon is in the fucking Hall. Uh, just, there's a lot of t- terrible ones. Like, Dra- Ultimo Dragon's in the fucking Hall of Fame in part for training the, these people, which, you know, he barely did, apparently. Like, a, a lot of the training was by, like, Mexican luchadors. But, like... So he's in with that as part of the justification, but the people who actually drew the fucking money for the promotion that he started, they, they're they not fucking... It, it's good enough to get Ultimo in, but it's not good enough to get Shima in. 
It's like fucking absurd when you look out on that thing. But people always are like, well, I wouldn't, I didn't vote for, you know, such and such person. So it doesn't matter that they're in. I still won't vote for this person. It's like, okay. Well, I mean, I, I understand that, but I, I still think Shima is a Hall of Famer anyway. And I think June is like the, the easiest Hall of Famer of all time. But you're right that there's, there's really no, there's clearly not much of a standard when Shinsuke Nakamura was able to get in based on having a cool match with Kota Ibushi. He won wrestler of the year for the cool match with Kota Ibushi, buddy. Yeah, that's supposed to be out of the voting period, too, I know. Yeah. That was, that was pretty amazing. But Just don't get me started. He won. That, that whole thing. <laughs> and then he went to, went to America and had the exact same match with Sami Zayn, which... People, people like weirdly keep giving him a pat. Like the people who 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 just didn't see the Japanese match, I understand it. But the people who definitely had seen the Japanese match and didn't seem to care that it was like almost spot for spot the the, the Ibushi match in a lot of in a lot of ways, it was just like I, I don't know. I didn't really get it. <laughs> like it's just what what are I, we? All I have here? to say is my favorite Nakamura match is still the match with Sakuraba. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Not even the Kota match. I, that Sakuraba match is one of my favorite matches ever. Just ever. I love that match. But you, so, did you not see it when you saw the Zayn match that they were just lifting the Ibushi spots? Am I the only one on Earth who saw this? I don't no, know. A lot of other people said the same thing. <laughs> okay. I, I, I Sometimes I feel like I'm going insane when people like call that like the match of the year and stuff, but I don't know. It's like it had a loud crowd. It was... It was a match I find a lot show. of matches that people say are matches that are <laughs> insane, especially this show. But we're not going to get into <laughs> Japan. <laughs> well, I will say Okada and Okada and Shibata was really good. Well, we're not going to get into Shibata either. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go there either. Today is the day that Jesse finally talks about Okada, everybody. Go ahead. Let's hear your Okada opinions. Okada is very cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he's adorable outside of the ring. Yeah, but I agree. In the ring, he, he's okay. He's not like the greatest of all time. And he's certainly no Shinya Hashimoto. And that's all I have to say. He's a he's a good heel. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I got you. Yeah, I got it. He went, let me, he... I'll, let me, I'll explain it like this. I loved Okada when he first came back. So it isn't as if I don't like him. I do like him. But we're going on what, like five years, and he's exactly the same person that he was when he came back. Yeah. And I'm an old lady. Let's yeah. wrap it up. Move it. <laughs> like, let's do something new. Yeah. Um. I, I and the other thing too. Uh, a lot of people seem incredibly convinced that Naito's winning on January fourth, and I hope so. But it can go either way. I yeah, don't think not... it's a guarantee because New Japan love to have the ace win at the Tokyo Dome and then they have them get beat at either it was Invasion Attack, now it's Sakura Genesis, or they have them get beat at the Dominion show. Yeah. I mean, there was the year the Tanahashi didn't, yeah, Tanahashi retained against Okada and then lost at New Beginning to mm-hmm. AJ, so like that could, that could even happen. Yeah, um, I, I can definitely see that happening. I can see Naito winning. I don't think these matches that he has lined up after Wrestle Kingdom are indicative one way or another of if he's going to beat Okada or not. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the one thing I'll say about Okada is I I have exactly one match of his in my top 10 
this year, and it is number one, and it's Okada Shibata. And it's a match where Okada got to be what he's good at, which is this wall, this, you know, this heel, basically. And that he was a, clearly the heel in that match. And this this obstacle for people to get over. He's interesting in that role. And I think that's the role he'll play against Night Dog too. It's when he's like, I don't know, when he's doing like like uh fucking indie super matches with Omega or like kicking out of everything under the sun. I really do. (laughs) I love Kenny. We have a lot of things in common. (laughs) But I I just don't like those matches. No, they don't like them. I, I mean, I and I, I I enjoyed the matches. I mean, I think I gave them like four and a quarter and four and a half. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's not that I I can't see that they're not great matches. Just, I can I will tell you, it's a great match. But did I really like it that much? Not really. They're not the greatest matches of all time. That's my thing. Like when people, I mean, and Dave Meltzer giving them six stars and six and a quarter and all this shit is obviously making people think they're the greatest matches of all time. But like they're just. They're not, I mean, they're, they're just, like, if you just go back and watch, like, Kobashi Akiyama, or, I don't know, what, what's, like... My favorite match of all time is Hashimoto and Takata. I was going to bring up, like, a Hashimoto and match, because there's, there's, a, there's a lot. The Hashimoto-Takata match. Yeah. I don't think anything in current New Japan has come close to the atmosphere, the emotion, and the intensity that that match has had. And that's just watch- my opinion, just watch some nineties old Japan. Watch Kobashi Akiyama from Noah. Watch Hashimoto to you know, and uh, pretty much anybody from that period actually. Um, I mean, there's there's just there's such. A, I don't want to say say like nothing new can approach that because I, honestly, Okada Shibata was one of the greatest matches I ever saw, but I just don't think Okada Omega is on that level. I um, think we might see something on that level at. Wrestle Kingdom, though. I really do. I think this Okada and Naito match is going to be very special. I do. I, I, I don't disagree with it at all. It's very... I mean, look, I mean, Tetsuya Naito, if we're talking... Now, if we're talking about current wrestlers that I do think... Because people are saying Okada's having one of the great years of all time. I don't think it's at that level. But Naito is having one of the great years of all time, I think. And, you know, uh, to me, he's like gonna, he, like he's going to be number one with a bullet for rest of the year when I do my observer about like I actually don't even think it's close. I've just said for years that Naito's the best wrestler in the company. Yeah. And like I think he really got a chance to shine this year. When you look at the amount of high end matches he got to have with, you know, the Elgin match, all the Tanahashi matches which I thought just built so well. Um the the Omega G one final for like his really like basically, he had the Tanahashi matches, which were more like uh, psychological, and especially that the one at Dominion, I thought was very, like a very psychological match. And then, you know, built around him selling that leg, like just as good a, as good a job selling a leg as you'll ever see a wrestler do, honestly. And then he gets to come out and have that, you know, that like modern flashy G one final with Kenny Omega, which I didn't qu- like quite as much as their match last year. Uh, the G1, I guess you call it the G1 semifinal, kind of. But this year, I mean, you know, I, I still thought it was an incredible match, especially being there live was really, really cool. And well, then, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch it. Okay, I mean, it was it was it was incredibly good, but like I, I'll be honest with anyone, I have not watched hardly any New Japan since Shibata got injured. Okay, Which is and a lot of that has to do with my favorite wrestler is probably never going to wrestle again. Yeah, no, I understand. So, 
I mean, it's not that I hate New Japan. I don't hate New Japan, but it's just, man. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's just tough for me. And I'm sure some other people, but they'll, they'll keep watching New Japan. For me, Shibata was a big reason why I was still watching them. Cause, I mean, I think at some point after you've kind of seen, it was like a hamster wheel for me. It's like I've seen all this over, and they're just doing it over and over and over again in New Japan. It's like, well, this guy's going to win, and that guy's going to win, and then they're going to do this, and then they're going to do that. And so I just... So the only reason that kept me going and kept me watching was, what are they going to do with Shibata? And so now that he's not there, I don't particularly have any reason to invest my time to continue to watch them. Mm. And that's just me personally. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, ho- I hope, I don't know what I hope for Shibata. I hope he's happy. That's what I can say. Well, it, was cool seeing, it was cool being there when he came out and, you know, it was very... Thinking that he was working Wrestle Kingdom were utterly insane. I'll yeah. tell you that much. I did not understand any of that. I think people got fooled by him taking a back ball. Wrestle but, Kingdom Wrestle Kingdom 2019 is, you know, maybe. And I, even, even that I, I would have I would just say to people, go and look at the side of his face that the camera took the picture of. His face is still swollen, people. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could see it. You can see it. So... Yeah, I, I, I definitely thought he looked weird. I'd like to see him have a trainer job in the company. That's why I, I hope that he gets well enough to do that because I think his style and some of the things that he's done are very different than some of the things that other people in New Japan have done. And that can really help some of these young guys in the company. Yeah. Which to me is a source of excitement right now. When you have so many young guys that you know, hopefully someone will catch on. I know Paul Paul had that tweet earlier today where he was like, given how over Kitamura is now already, that pretty soon there's gonna be like a steroid era in New Japan. <laughs> Which... Wait, I will be there. <laughs> but um, you know, Kitamura can already kind of go though, which is interesting. Like he's not he's not like a lump. I just have to say I put this on Twitter, but I'll say it on here. For everyone that makes the steroid jokes about him, the man literally got popped for steroids. Yeah. He he really is a steroided freak, everyone. Like, literally. Yeah. But... But speaking um, of young guys, <laughs> let's talk about the young boy promotion in Japan now. But wait, well, for, before we do that, though, let's do... To wrap up Big Japan, let's talk at the card for tomorrow. Oh, since that's that's uh Well, today, when most of you are hearing this. So most of you, you can look up the results of the show probably by the time you are listening to this. You might even but be able to watch it on Big Japan Core. You might be able to watch it on Big Japan Core, yeah. So we'll see. Um, the full card, you know, undercard stuff, not that interesting. There's a Bring Your Own Weapons Tornado 8-man tag death match. Um, I wonder if they'll Oh, Kazuki! Uh... Who the fuck is... Oh, Kazuki Hashimoto. That's a young boy, right? <laughs> Kazuki Hashimoto is definitely not a young boy. Who the fuck is that then? Oh, the the K. That's the that's the junior. Okay. Um, for for a second, you know who I thought it was when I was re- when I was reading this. I I was thinking it was uh that fucking guy, that Miyamoto. That's who I, I don't know why. Like when I was reading this, I thought it was me. You know you know what I'm talking about the one who like. Was in all Japan and jumped to start that fucking Royal Road thing, and 
it like never got off the ground and he never really like it, it closed it for like two months or something and then all japan would never let him back in and then he went to wrestle one and was doing that weird japanese million dollar man gimmick that went nowhere and then they just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth but i don't know why i read kazuki hashimoto and thought kazuki hashimoto is my favorite wrestler he's very much not a young boy yeah i don't know why like i, I don't know why i thought kazushi miyamoto but there you go that's what i was thinking of but um so kazuki hashimoto is in the opener against yuki more hero um there you go i apologize for confusing your favorite wrestler with a young boy and also the japanese million dollar man but kazuki beats up the young boys in the dojo <laughs> yeah so hashimoto is like one of these guys who's probably gonna get a junior title right at some point right yes i think it's gonna take a little while yeah i suspect okay. that um yoshino will be the one to beat shinobu and the only person that kazuki lost to in the junior tournament was yoshino yeah. Outside of the final for the belt, he did lose to Shinobu. <laughs> yeah, but that was after the tournament. Was right now, I remember. I just I had a brain fart apparently, so I apologize to. I'm looking up at my Hashimoto <laughs> spirit towel on my wall. I apologize to Hashimoto's many fans, including the one I'm on the the line with right now. Um, so the there's match five, which is Daisuke Sakimoto, Koi Seto. And Takuya Namura against Daichi Hashimoto, Kawakami, and Kazumi Kikuta. Uh, mildly interesting, I guess, given that pretty soon Sakimoto and Nomura have, have a pretty big match to decide the All it's Japan. They, they, they probably will lose, yeah. Um, the All Japan Tag Title Representatives, or Tag League Representatives, I should say. I would say the person that wins this match is maybe in line to get the Death Vegas heavyweight match. Mm. So do you have any predictions? Maybe Hashimoto? They just did that, though. Yeah, but they just did Kamatani, too, and we're getting that again. I think Kamatani and Hashimoto will end up being tag champions somewhere. Mm. Whether it be in All Japan, or I think probably All Japan will end up being Mm. tag champions. I don't know which one of the tag champions will be, but I can see them being tag champions over there because Death Edge guys have the tag belts in Big Japan right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe Sakamoto? Maybe Sakamoto, yeah. I definitely don't think it'll be Kawakami. It's, I think if anything, Kawakami wins the Strong Con next year. Yeah, probably. And then that's when he'll beat Hideki. That's my prediction anyway. I've been... I was. I thought he would win at Sumo Hall. So. Yeah. Um, but then we have the junior title defense: Nobu against Yuya Aoki. Um, Yuya Aoki is incredible. Yeah. That guy is great. Is there any chance he beat Shinobu here? I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. Okay. But yeah. uh, I personally think Yuya Aoki is the next like. Okabayashi. Hmm. I think he's that good. He definitely ha- I mean, he has to get bigger. He has to bulk up and everything. But hmm. he has that certain something about him already. 
I think even more than Nomura does. And I love Nomura too. But I don't know. You sure seen a shit talk him a lot. <laughs> I love Takuya Nomura. <laughs> I shit talk everyone. I do. You really do. Everyone, but I should yeah. talk everyone else. But That's true. no, just think Aoki is, he gets like fired up in the ring more. Like, I believe that he's gonna, like, like he's like pissed. Yeah. And sometimes I don't believe that with Nomura. Maybe it's because he's too cute in his face. Nomura is adorable, as we said. So, like, and, like, and, like, and adorable. Well, how did someone that adorable end up in Big Japan of all places? Well, Big Japan are having tryouts, by the way. People oh. are interested. You can go on their website and look up information about it. You can even be an old man and try out. Oh, wow. You just have to like be in shape. But uh, maybe it does have something to do with Aoki looks more like a man. Yeah. And Nomura looks more like a boy. Like Nomura doesn't look. He can't grow a beard either. We, we learned that on Twitter. <laughs> so maybe that has something to do with it, but. I just think Yaoki is, he's just, he's special. Nomura's special too, but I think Aoki has really big potential in this company. Yeah. Um, but not winning the junior title though. No, and uh, I don't think the heavyweight title is changing hands either. Yeah, so next match, Hideki Suzuki defending against Hideyoshi Kamatani, his fifth title defense. It's also a rematch of a... Um, I don't. They had two matches, right? Didn't they have one right before Suzuki won the title? Um, right, Suzuki beat Kamatani like right before he won the title, I think, or right before his. T- That's how he got the challenge, the title challenge. So right before the draw first, but I, I think so. I think, so I think because I remember they were two. He had two Kamatani matches, and I think I liked the first one a lot better. The the one where he beat Kamatani before he won the title. And then I didn't like the title match quite quite as much. But I could be totally making that up. I just really, that's what I remember. Um, but either way, we'll see if third time is the charm here. Um, and I, 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 I think this will be good. Uh, you know, Suzuki, he's, he's not really like, for, if anything, the Suzuki, I think the, the, uh, the Daichi match is like a turning point, kind of, where he's not eating these guys up anymore as much, especially like, you know, on the ground and stuff. I think he's kind of maybe telling a story now where the guys are used to him or they're, they've adjusted. So, um, you know, they, they're able to make the match a little more even. Um, I, actually, at, at times, that Daichi match was one side after Daichi <laughs> before. Suzuki that match was weird. Yeah. I was was, really... <clears throat> you didn't really like it. It was okay. I didn't yeah. hate it, but I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is the greatest. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for me to judge because I was there, but. It seemed it seemed okay, but like um, you know, I was kind of just too busy being starstruck over both of them. So, um, but yeah, so this should be good. Um, we'll see how good it is. Basically, it was more like the first one or the second one. Um, and then the main event, the death match heavyweight title match, Masashi Takeda against Minoru Fujita, Takeda's second title defense. What what's your expectations for this one? Since you're the you're the death match person. I think there's a slight chance Vegeta wins. Hmm. Believe it or not, uh, he's Vegeta is in the Big Japan calendar for next year. So there's one thing that people should maybe keep an eye on. But I think it's more likely that he and Hoshino 
get those tag votes. I think that's a big possibility. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that'd be cool. He showed up as in a spider mask or something at the All Japan show today. Fujita. Interesting. Interesting. And he swore up and down it wasn't him. <laughs> so there was that. I forgot who he was tormenting. It was not Takeda, though. But uh, I think it's a very slight chance he wins. I think Takeda wins. Um, I don't know who should beat Takeda for this belt, though. That's my thing. I don't, I don't think he should lose to Ito or Abby. But I don't think he Ueki should be beating him now. I don't think Ueki is like his power level is high enough to do that. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure who should beat Takeda for this belt. But you know, I, I did say I would do a podcast when Takeda won. So I guess when he loses, the podcasting career is over. <laughs> That's how this is gonna work. Um, what did you think of death, the Deathmania match? Because I, I, I like I, we, I don't know if we we're talking about that on air or off air, but that was like, I think it was on air. That was like one of the best death matches I ever saw, and you know, I don't think it was just that I was there live. I think it really was an incredible match. But... No, that match was incredible. Okay, I, I think that... people that assume that death matches are just guys hitting each other with stuff that that's a match that people should really go and watch, and. Those two guys in that match are really great wrestlers in general. Yeah. I mean, I thought they really, like, they took it to another level on that one, I thought. And, you know, just 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 to be, be able to do all that stuff when you're basically bleeding out your entire chest. Like, that, that gash, I think it was, I think it was Takeda, the, the gash he had on his chest was just, like, really, really gross, and he just still, like, fought through it. It was pretty, it was I've pretty heard cool. that Takeda is one of the nicest people and very shy outside of the ring. That's interesting. That's, that's the, the weird thing. I've heard he's a very shy guy outside of the ring, but very nice. But nothing like the crazy kid that he is inside of it. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, but yeah, so that's the next big Japan card, folks. You can maybe watch it by the time you're listening to this, depending on if you sign up for BJW Core or not, or I'm sure if you don't sign up, it'll be on certain places not soon after. But if you got the money to spare, try to try to support Big Japan, everybody. They deserve it. They deserve it. Yep. But I'm I'm excited to give them my eight dollars a month. So just one more. I'm gonna add to the list with DDT and New Japan. And not Dragon Gate. Uh, not Dragon Gate. Gayoro <laughs> never let them do it. Probably. So everybody, everybody asking for Dragon Gate, it's not going to happen unless something really changes. Well, all Japan somehow got on Fight TV, so that is true. But they, but are those, are those the uh, are those the the shows? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know because they could be the Samurai TV shows. That one of the shows was highly edited as well. It wasn't even like the full show. It wasn't the Yokohama show that just that just aired. I don't think it was that one. It was another one where they like cut like half the show out. Interesting. So. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really messed with it. I I haven't heard about anybody honestly. Yeah, uh, if anyone out there has tried watching All Japan on Fight TV, tweet one of us. I know the Yokohama show if you are interested in checking out if you go on the fight.tv site, it's like 4.99. 
and you can yeah. watch the show and then I like watch whenever you want to watch it. So yeah, so that's interesting. But the promotion we're going to be talking about next is not all Japan, though they are related to all Japan. It is Wrestle One, um, the the young boy promotion, as you called them. Um, so give before you move before we like get into specific shows. I mean, I think you and I both have enjoyed Wrestle One a lot this year, and you know, I, I kind of can give my reasons. But what what have you thought of Wrestle One this year? Like, what's what has been the draw of it for you? Seeing guys that probably wouldn't have the way they didn't get a chance before seeing these guys get a chance is really interesting and i love seeing new talent yep that's same one of my here. favorite things i like seeing young boys i like seeing new guys and that's what russell one is and it's very difficult at times for them especially when it comes to drawing because they do not have a draw like some people love kasayashi some people don't love him but that guy is just, he's not a very big name. He's just not. Same with Kondo, same with Kano. They just, they're just not very big names. And so it's very hard for them to draw and attract new fans. Because what do they have? They don't have too much. But they also understand that the position they're in as well. Hayashi, who's the president of the company now, is very well aware that this is a very young promotion with a lot of guys that people do not know. And they do have some kinks to work out. And it's not just in terms of promotion. Uh, there was a, a fan on Twitter during their last show in Kobe who went on a tirade. They had gotten tickets from a wrestler. They didn't say what wrestler it was. They had ordered them like three months previously. And they ended up sitting right in front of a lighting rig for the entire show. Like the people that go to WrestleMania and they sit in front of the big palm trees that they put up and they can't see anything at all for the show. That was this fan at a Wrestle One show. And they were pissed. They were I livid. Imagine. I can imagine. And they like they were like nobody even like tried to help fix the problem while I was at the show. What the hell? And then another yeah. person said the same thing happened to me at one show, Wrestle One sucks. And I was like, Whoa. So I mean they just have a lot of working to do from top to bottom. This is Hayashi's first time really running a company too. Yeah. So, and they don't have the financial backing that Noah does by a long shot. But I also think people proclaiming the death of Russell one to be a little out there too. Oh yeah. I mean, look, first of all, if you're going to like, if you're going to predict any Japanese person's death, like look, zero one is still out there. <laughs> like, one is like literally a cockroach. Yeah, like there's, I don't know. I I, I always with Japanese promotions, I'm like, I'll believe it's dead when I say it. So it's not. I mean, Wrestle One, they still drew two thousand fans to Yokohama. It's not like that's nothing. So I will say we're gonna talk about the tag league, but I think that tag league was a mistake. Mm. Why is that? It was very very obvious the team that was winning. Uh, yeah. I guess that's true. And a fan, another thing, another fan had put this on Twitter as well. They were like, I've seen all of these teams wrestle each other already before. <laughs> they didn't bring in any outsiders. They didn't really mix up the teams. It was just the same stuff I'd been seeing all year from Wrestle 1. It was nothing very new or different. 
that's why I think it was a bit of a mistake to do it as well. Yeah, I mean, the Outsiders thing is weird because they, they bring in, like, one one or two once in a blue moon. But, like, other than that, it's not like... They bring of... in the deep indie guys. Yeah. Like, we don't really get a ton of... Uh... A ton of like you know name outsiders ever so let's just, let's just say it how it is they can't afford to bring in the big name outsiders quite frankly yeah. they can't i mean i'll say it they can't afford to bring in people like Gigi shikawa they can't afford him just the way it is in that promotion so you got to do what you got to do yeah makes sense and um, hayashi has said that he'd rather just put the focus on his other younger guys as well too which is fair now whether that's because they can't afford the other guys or not i don't know <laughs> but that's but it's still, like but like exactly would have been a lot better with like even just one big name outside team but it's just clear that wrestle one just couldn't just couldn't get it done at this point um but with all that said i enjoy them <laughs> and i you know i enjoy the the um it's a very easy watch first of all like it's basically you're gonna put in two hours on, of a gay aura cork and broadcast. Smackdown, you can watch Russell Lynch. Yeah, it's two well, it's two hours a month instead exactly. of two hours every week. So if you can watch one SmackDown a month, you can watch Russell One. But like but like yeah, I mean, you know, it's just you you get like a solid uh a solid two hour program. You know, you get um, you know, the matches are never the matches are not blow away, but like the last couple of Kurikins, I think the matches have been really like the main event matches have been really good. Yes. So, which we'll talk we'll talk about when we get into it. But they like the match quality has been getting better, and you can see it's fun just watching these young guys develop and just like like at the start of the year, you know, Doi and Kumagoro, they were good, but they were not, you know, putting on like classics or anything. Whereas now they're like they had a four star match on this last Kurikin, I think, and like you know they they've if they develop into a really, really fun team. And then, you know, you get, you get in on the ground floor of the guy like Ito too. So, you know, it's very, it's very fun to watch. Yeah. And... I definitely want to see that tag match from, we'll, we'll keep talking about all Japan, but uh, they had an all Japan show and it was Ito and Kono against Suwama and Shuji Shikawa. Was that on the, the growing up show? Yeah. The one that, that just happened today. Okay. So yeah, I'd be oh, interested yesterday. to see that. Whatever I'd be interested was. to see that too. Yeah, I really want to see that match. Uh, it looked like Ito got the crap beat out of him by Shushi. <laughs> Not surprised, I guess. No. But, but yeah, so let's get into specifics here with the last two Kurikans. Um First, the Russell One Tour 2017 fourth anniversary. This was back on September 18th, but I just watched this pretty recently. Um, and I just say, too, that there, there was this new young guy, Hajime. Um, I just, when he when he first, like, came out like that when i first saw, started watching him like his name basically means like start and i remember being like is that actually his name or is that like a name they gave him because that's i guess an awesome name for a young lion i don't like, know if that's really his first name or not but i went and i went all the way back and i looked on the rest of one site when he made his debut and they gave his name as hajime nomura yeah so probably is his real first name then but I just enjoy I just enjoyed a a young boy with the name Start. <laughs> it was very funny. I thought um you know he's worked very hard to get into this promotion. I don't think he passed the first time that he went into their school and he came back. 
Yeah, he's got he's yeah. got a very like spunkiness to him. Um, I who the kid? Do, do you know anything about this Jake Oldman guy or how he got to wrestle one? No, but I can find out. I was don't really very know anything cute. about him. I I don't know much about him either. He seems okay. Actually, um, let me uh, right click on the cage match. Do I have this pulled up? The the team with Hino is is interesting and it's kind of a cool gimmick with Hino where like you know Yuji Hino comes back and it's like he has no allies anymore and you know the only the, the he's not friends with the current big bad heels you know he, his whole thing he was in Desperado or real Desperado I should say but that's basically over now and he's not friends with the with the heels running the show now and it's a very interesting position he's in. And, you know, clearly they're, I, clearly I think they're teasing, um, you know, they're saving a match with uh, Hino and Ashino, which, you know, could be really good whenever they finally decide to pull the trigger on that. But I definitely think they're voting for that as well. Yeah. It seems like it. Especially so, with Hino and uh, Tachibana. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, <laughs> but so they, this, on this first hurricane, it was Hino and Omen against uh, Yusuke Kodama and Seigo Tachibana. And the two of them, they're already a great, like, scumbag heel tag team. They're like scummy junior heels, and it's really great. I think Yusuke Kodama is an incredible wrestler, but he is one (laughs) froggy-looking dude. (laughs) No offense, but he just looks like a heel. And I think he's really great in his role. In yeah, it. he's one of these guys that, like Shingo, where it's like, why did they try him as a baby face for so long? <laughs> like this guy's clearly meant to be a heel. I just I'm looking right at his face in this like this photo. I am sure four people to go and wrestle on YouTube and watch him turn. <laughs> just oh, oh my man. god, what are the all time great so turns? Because he just, just like the laughing when he was giving that those middle fingers. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I I almost died honestly. Like, one of my all time favorite. You have a gif of it. You got to send me that because I I love that gif so much of him just like flipping people off and laughing about it. it was and, like, the, and if you had been following the promotion this year, you knew it was coming. You were just like, "Hey, when is it gonna happen? I'm waiting." And yeah. when it happened, it was so good. The payoff was great. Yeah. But um, so yeah, they, this this match only went like five and a half minutes, and he know. Pintachibana with the fucking bomb, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention it because how great of a scumbag heel team they are. Tachibana uh, is excelling in this role that he's been put in as well. He's really yeah. young. I think he's only twenty. Tachibana is one of those guys who's going to look exactly the same for the next twenty years. I think he's already got like a little older looking face than a twenty year old, and. He's already got like the he has weird that unfortunate hair. hairline too. That unfortunate hairline. He's gonna look exactly the same for like the next twenty years. Yeah, he's really good. How do you say this? Do you know how to say the the stable name? Is it Spanish? Antoine Terrible. Okay, that's what I thought. It, it's what? French. Oh, it's French. What does it mean? Metal Gear. It's the same people from Metal Gear. Uh, Antoine <laughs> Okay. Interesting. We'll say my French is. It's a lot better than my Japanese. So. <laughs> it's probably a lot better than my Japanese. Um, so that's the 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 Andy Wu because <laughs> I think this was the debut, the debut of Drunk Andy. 
<laughs> it just means that Black Andy is still out there. <laughs> drunk Andy who don't have Black Andy. Um, the so on the show there's also UWA World Sex Fan titles. Can we just say how can you, how awesome it is that these fucking belts will not go away? They will not die. You can't kill these belts. Like they, I don't. They started by Mexico, right? And then, and then they're in Toriyama, Japan, for that whole round of Toriyama before it became Dragon Gate. Then they're in DDT for a long time, and oh god, where the fuck did they go? They they went somewhere else in between. They went to like next Ultimate Dragons, like um, fucking when he was trying to run or UD Casa shows. I think they were around for that. I really want to find these fucking belts and say. Yeah, because they were Hiroshima, in UWA. Oashi and Yukihiro Abe had the belts, and then they were vacant for like oh, four years. God. They were in El Dorado. That's and then they, they were. came back. So they were, they, yeah, they were in El Dorado between Toriumon and DDT. So it was Toriumon from 01 to 04, El Dorado, a, the cursed promotion. <laughs> have you ever watched any El Dorado? It's like, it's. Uh, Striga uploaded a couple of shows. Of El Dorado, I, I, I did I, watch it, and I was stunned that Awashi looks exactly the same. It's just an amazing, <laughs> it's amazing promotion because like everything they tried to do, like they tried to push Sugawara, he immediately got injured. Uh, they tried to push Naoki, he immediately, well, they, like they, you know, they end up putting him in, in the exact same situation he was in Dragon Gate, and he got so mad at getting squashed by Kishiwada again, he just immediately quit. Um. Oh god, there was something else too where they tried to, like some other unit thing. Pro, my god, that some other unit thing they tried to do, and like immediately, like somebody quit. This just an amazing curse promotion, El Dorado. It was really something. And a lot of the guys you see now in wrestling, they're from El Dorado. Yeah. Um, but after that, El Dorado, uh, yeah, Shuji Kondo, big one. After El Dorado, the, the belt for DDT, and then there was a three-year gap between, like you were saying, the end, the belts in DDT and the belts in Wrestle One, where all of a sudden, October 9th, twenty fifteen, jackets, <laughs> Jiro, Seki Yoshioka, and uh, Fumi Nakano, <laughs> they defeated New Wild Order, Akira, uh, Kusai, and Kumagoro, so. I don't really like New World Order either. <laughs> but it's just very, just amazing, these belts. You can't kill these belts. They just come back. <laughs> but it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, the UWA World Trios titles. Uh, this, on this show, it was Manabu Soya, Nosawa Rungai, and Ganseki Tanaka losing the titles to the 59th champions of Jiro, Koji Dori, and Kumagaro. Um, Kushiro won in 1622 with a moonsault press on Ganseki. What do you think of Ganseki? Because I think he, he has a lot of potential. He gets outshined by Tachibana in Ito. But I think he, like um, Jun Tancho, which we're going to talk about um, in his match against Yoshioka, uh, they get overlooked a little bit. But I think Tanaka is very, very good. He might be the most solid, like, pure wrestler out of these guys. I think as good as Ito is, there's still some things that he, you can definitely tell that he needs to work on. Yeah. The same with Tachibana as well. But I think 
Tanaka is the most solid just wrestler of the guys. He can really, I think he can really go in the ring. Um, uh, by the way, since since that this title change, they already lost one month later to Tachibana, Ashino, and Kodama. So, and no, then Ashino, man, people that say Shotaro Ashino has no like charisma. I don't get it because I don't understand that. No. Ashino, after winning the, the the belt, said, "I'm just a singles champion," and they vacated the belt. <laughs> and the whole time during the tag league, he was like, "I hate tag wrestling. This sucks, and I have a headache." <laughs> uh, they lost them, by the way, in a town called Suchiura, which is a town in Ibaraki Prefecture in northern Kanto, and a population of 141,000. There you go. You do what you got to do, man. Yeah. You run where you got to run. The town is, is known for their Filipino, Chinese, and Brazilian population. 3,000, which is a lot for Japan. <laughs> but that's that's what makes up a high immigrant population in Japan. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's very... Uh, the, the So titles are vacant. They don't even have the update on Wikipedia. But there you go. Jesse has a scoop here. Then uh, what else do we have on this show? Let's see. The tag title the, match. The tag title match. This was re- I remember this being pretty damn good. So this was Kas Hayashi and Shuji Kondo against Matsuki Kono and Takanori Ito. With 11.51, Kas Hayashi pinning Ito with a Hurakarana. Um, did you have any thoughts on this match? Fun match. I gave it like three and a half, I think. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, I can I can definitely tell they're doing the sort of same things with Ito that they did with Ishino before Ishino went on to win this title. So I definitely think if they're building anyone up to be like their next guy, it's Ito. He's the, the one. And Kondo had actually said um, he had made two monsters in the company. The first one was Ishino. And the other one was Ito. So that just goes to tell you where they view this guy in terms yeah. of where they want to put him. But I did, I didn't, he's not quite there yet, I don't think. As great as he is, and he is great, I implore everyone, if you have not seen Takanori Ito wrestle, go check him out. He's great. Yeah, you really should. I mean, he's one of the best young guys in Japan, probably, but just has a ton of potential. But there's still things that he needs to work on. And they're pretty obvious. I think he's a little bit too repetitive in his matches now that I've seen him a lot. He does sort of the same stuff over and over again. And I think he has to get in a little bit of shape. But he has a shoulder injury. His, his shoulder is permatate, so I don't know how much that's hindering him. Mm. Sort of the same thing with the Shino and his knee. His knee is all taped up again. But he he just, the sky's the limit for this kid. He has all the potential in the world. Yeah, I agree too. Um, but yeah, really. How about like Kono still being here feels a little weird. Almost like I don't know if he really. I guess it's good to have some veterans, but like Kono it, works with the Ace guys a lot. Yeah, he's like a trainer like a, for them. It feels like a weird fit though on the shows, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's as much as everyone has really talked him down. I do have to give him credit for sticking around in this promotion. Could have been really yeah. easy for him to leave. 
but he's still there and he's working with the young guys and really trying to help build this company. A lot of people did clearly did leave, so but um but yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I don't really have a problem with him. It's just he just it feels like a weird fit on some of these shows to me, but um as far as the main event, which was Day which was uh Shotaro Shino against Daiki Inaba. They went 30 minutes, which is just a lot, a lot of time for two young guys. Um, Ashino retained with the ankle lock. I I thought this was a really good match. I gave it three and three quarters. There was, you know, they're obviously going for like the super long epic world title match, and it worked on some degree. It just felt to me, you know, Anaba's selling need to be a little bit better to, you know, quite, actually maybe quite a bit better to really break into like, you know, the elite, like, four-star level match, but, um, or four-plus level match, but I thought it was close, and, they, you know, they, they had a lot of good exchanges. They told a solid story. I just think it was missing that little something, especially on Inaba's side, to get it into, like, a really, a really strong, like, four-star-plus level for me. I liked it more than the Ian match. That's just me personally, but I, I love Daiki. I think he is really really good i think people overlook him a lot um i wish they'd cut down on the match times of these main events though i don't think these matches need to go 30 minutes yeah i mean 30 is a lot i mean especially for like i said like two two young guys but um you know i mean they they really want they clearly want to have you know 30 minute main events which i i understand they you know, the appeal, basically. It, it's kind of like when everyone else is doing a 30-minute main event, you kind of feel the need, like, oh, I have to do it, too. Yeah, like, we're we're Major League, too. Look at our 30-minute main events. Like, I, I, get, I get it. But, you know, some of these matches, I think, would have been better off going 20. Um, the next one we'll talk about, I actually think, did a better job with their time, but it's easier to do it in a tag match anyway. Um, but, yeah, I, wish, I, I agree with you that I think this would have worked a lot better at 20, even, like, 25. I feel that way a lot about almost every match that goes over 30 minutes <laughs> in Japan. I'm like, you know, if you would have done it in 20 minutes, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, but overall, a very, a, I thought a very, a very strong show. I think the better of the two that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I would agree. Um, after that, the the second Wrestle One show we're going to talk about the October Curricon. This was October 11th, although it only aired about a week ago. Um, it was the updraft tour at Corican Hall. They were on the tag league. So you had the first tag league semifinal, which was Koji Dori and Kumagaro defeating Yujihino and Jake Oman. Uh, Kumagaro just like crushed Jake Oman with that diving senton in 944. Like, did you see that? Like that ridiculous senton? It was just like Kumagaro has broken the ring with that. <laughs> I mean. You are a big man, dude. Like <laughs> this is this looks dangerous, honestly. But um, the match was all right. I didn't think it was anything special, quite frankly. It was okay. It, it was okay. The the but, second semifinal, I liked. Yeah. So the second semifinal was Jiro and Inaba defeating Kono and Ito in eleven fifty six. Jira with his two moon salts on Ito. Yeah, this one I, I definitely agree with you. The second semifinal was better. Um, uh, I'm craving a Ito and Jiro match after that. Yeah, that would own. 
Um, Jiro, Jiro is really awesome, by the way. People, I think, don't see past the gimmick sometimes, but like his selling can be like otherworldly. I remember watching him on that TNA show that they did. I guess it was Bound for Glory. And I thought, yeah. this dude sucks. <laughs> Jiro was awful. And I'm like, who is this clown? And let me tell you, he's not a clown anymore. He is, he's great. Yeah. I mean, he's his, definitely, his, his he's match Dakota. my opinion of him. His match Dakota last year almost made my top 10 list. So, you know, I, I really think he's, he's a fantastic, I mean, he's a really, really good all around wrestler at this point. And especially mm-hmm. at working, at working from beneath, he's really, really, really good. Um, but yeah, so that's that's match two again, very good. And that gave us an all new era final after all that stuff about how new era is, uh, you know, gonna get dead and buried by Ashino and stuff. Well, it, he kind of has <laughs> almost everyone, yeah. So, but and these two teams had a match in the tag lead, and it was a draw, so not surprising this was the final. Yeah. Um the another quick little note was uh in match four we had uh Kenshin Chicano pinning Shunsuke Sayama from Os- Oscar Project talking about the tiny indies. Like Jesus. He will be back on the next Cork and Hall show. Oscar Project. Oscar the other guy as well. I don't remember his name, but he Oscar... had a knee injury. Is he is a... Kenichiro Arai still the champion of Oscar Project? I feel like he's been champion after like a year and a half or something. I'm not saying that Drunk Andy is the champ of that promotion, but uh Oh is Drunk Andy Oh shit, is Drunk Andy Arkin? I mean he could be. That's that's um, what people think. That, that I I didn't even put two and two together until you said that. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know for sure if it's him. I wanna I just wanna find out if he's still the champion of Oscar Project. That's what I wanna know. I'm looking that up right now. It's such a it's such a great promotion name, and then you never hear about it. Obviously, yeah. They... Sayama had worked their A show, and then I forget. I honestly don't know the other guy, but he worked the show too, and then he hurt his knee. Then he had <laughs> yeah. To... So Kenichiro Ken- Rai, everybody, is the current holder of the Oscar Project Championship. He has held that belt since June twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. So it's eight hundred and sixty days. Okada blown the fuck out. <laughs> he can't. Can't handle Kenichiro Rai. Um, although I will say it's possible he lost it because Cage Match's defenses only go back to 2015. So maybe they just haven't been reporting on Oscar Project. Um, but I, I want to believe that he's having this fucking three years because <laughs> that's awesome. But who the fuck knows? Uh, um, yeah, Russell won't have their cruiser tournament i think in december so that's something to keep an eye out on okay but yeah so kenshin chicano from dove getting the win here he's a name that dragon gate fans will know because he was uh the former young boy of kamikaze uh shingo takagi's unit in like 2008 2009 kind of like he walked out to do mma and really he was walking out because he was fucking pissed about how his friend yohei was uh was treated during that whole during that whole thing, so um, we're not getting into Monkey Gate on this show. <laughs> monkey Gate, but he was really not, this is not open the Monkey Gate. <laughs> open the Monkey Gate, but he was really angry about how Yohei was treated. So that's why he left. Really, 
and now he's a Dove Pro guy with with his buddy Yohei, and it's cool seeing him. On a, I've always wondered why the fuck like Noah will book all these other Dove Pro guys, but they don't want to book Kenshin Chicano because like Chicano, I thought he showed quite a bit here. I thought he was interesting, so it's an interesting choice for the next Cruiser title challenger. So I hope he wins. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think. I don't like Yoshioka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like him that much either, honestly. Um. In the next match, we had an eight-man tag with Shotaro Shino, Yusuke Kodama, Sego Tachibana, and Drunk Andy, who may or may not be Arakin now. You got me thinking. Um, against Bonabu Soya, Andy Wu, uh, Ganseki Tanaka, and Sugu Takasato. Um, Tachibana won with the silver lock on Soya. Again, that's a, that's a pretty big scalp for him. I don't know if Soya is leaving or if he's going to be turning heel, but I definitely think something's up. Yeah, something is up, right? I mean, maybe he he'd be a cool like. I mean, I, actually, I don't know. I can't even picture him as a heel now. I think and about just because he turns heel, that doesn't mean that he'll join up with Ashino. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. But there's just something going on. Yeah, seems like it. Um, up next it was June Tonsho getting a cruiserweight title shot against Yoshioka. Um. Why did an eighteen-year-old get a cruiserweight title match? Is there a story behind this that you know that I wasn't aware of? Who the hell else is going to get a title match? Okay, okay. that's really it. Just... I think Tancho is really good, especially for his age. Yeah, for all well, for an eighteen-year-old. Okay, basically, this match, this match was like, um, it, it could have been. Next week, we're going to be doing a CCW show, and like, it could have been on any CCW undercard, honestly, because it was like, let's do every fucking move that was ever invented and let's kick out of all of them. Like that was his fucking match. And we're like, yeah, I think Hayashi's kind of taken Tancho under his wing. That's like his little pet project. Yeah. But like, I don't know how you felt about it, but like it, to me, it was like a, a, a U.S. indie match between, between that and like, just, it was a little sloppy too. So, which is understandable. You got an 18 year old in there with a guy who I don't think. I thought like, Tancho did really well. But Yoshioka is. Uh, I don't. I didn't think he looked out of place. Yeah, but I mean, and the crowd was but into it. So you I have don't. To, you I'm have not to a big fan of Yoshioka. Yeah, he just does nothing for me. Nothing. And his like finisher, the clock strikes or whatever. That's like, like one of the worst finishers. That's worse than the Benadroller. Yeah, it's awful. I don't like it. Um, but but I, you know, like I said, just kind of. It felt like a get your shit, get my shit in match to me. Which the main event did too, to a degree, but I don't not as bad as this one. I don't think. I like the main event a lot. Yeah, the main event. So the main event was the Wrestle One Tag League Finals. Koji Joe and Kumagoro defeating Daiki Nava and Jiro in thirty four oh two. Doi pinning Anava with a vertical drop style brainbuster. Um, so yeah, I gave this four stars. I thought it was really good. Um, like I said, sometimes there's like too much of a get my shit and kind of feel to it. And it did go super long, but like, I will say when I saw the match time, I was surprised. Like I didn't, I was going to say the same thing. I am just looking at the match time. Like, did it really go 34 minutes? Yeah. I was, I like, I, if you had told me to guess a match time, I would have guessed like 25 probably. So like that in and of itself is a success for a match this long. Like it did not feel like a 34 minute match. So yeah, I would definitely tell people watch this match because I would say these guys are really sort of like the pillar of Russell One right now. Yeah, for sure. They are the ones 
sort of propping up this company. I mean, EK Man is like the probably the, the probably the most popular wrestler. I, I I'd say pretty easily actually, and you know, Dory and Kumagaro have have a lot of fans too in, in, in the audience. It feels like, and Anava has definitely has his fans. So these are four guys that that are very popular among the fan base that is there. And I think you know, all guys that still have a lot of room to grow too. So you know, it's yeah, not, it's, the, not, it's not it's not the a oldest bad of them is Daiki, and I think he's turning thirty. So, yeah, so that's not real. Old. Relatively young. Um, I mean, Jiro has been around a long time, but he's only like I want to look this up. He's like twenty-eight or something, right? Oh no, he's like twenty-three. Oh my! Oh my God! Okay, he's twenty-five. <laughs> okay, he's twenty-five. Yeah, I just I just saw twenty-five too. See, I would have guessed twenty-eight. He's, he's been, over, he's been around seven years already. Jesus. Yeah, he's been around he's, for a long time. Yeah, he started at eighteen. So there you go. That's why that's why I thought he was older than he is, even. But but yeah, twenty five years old. He's still got a lot of room to grow. A lot and of room. I have to, to make a point because they did something in the final, the last match on the show that they really didn't do in any of the matches on the show. And it's a point that I said I would bring up. The young boys of this promotion need to start making more noise for these matches. They need to start banging on the mats more. They need to start getting mm. the crowd more involved. For some of these matches, they just stand there. Yeah. And they could be doing a lot more to help with the environment. You know, cheer on the guys, pump the crowd up. And they did that in this final. They did bang on the mats. There was, wasn't there one of them that just kept doing it over and over and over again? Like, I feel like there was one young boy who just would not stop pounding on the mat. Like, to the point where it actually got a little but enjoyment. But could use some of that, and he put it, put it in some of these other matches. Yeah, but it was just like, boom, 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 like, like fucking 20 minutes straight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, like for little... some of the other matches, the only person doing it is uh, Yamato. He's the only guy there that's, like, trying to get the crowd involved. And you have all the young boys from Ace just standing around. It's yeah. Like, you know, pump up the crowd. And I think that's something, like I said, there's little things that this promotion needs to learn to do to help them grow. And that just comes with time. Yeah, I agree. But um, but overall, you know, good show. Just not, I like the September one better, but I still I still enjoyed the show a lot. I had, a, I had probably the best match on either show with the main event here, but. And um, the crowd was super into the main event. The crowd, yeah, was, again, which. To me, that is a change now for Russell One. If you look at the start of the year versus like the last few months, the crowds are way more into it now. They're they're not drawing very well, but the fans that they do get in there are genuinely there to watch these matches. They want to see these. Yeah, they want to cheer them. They're now, excited to be there. Now, is that going to lead to something? I don't know. I hope it leads to. Uh, to I had seen fans. that they were running a special promotion for their next show. And they had like special women's tickets that they were selling, and they sold all those out. So I think that can be a positive step toward the company. Yeah, getting more people. I think their next show will draw better than the tag final. Yeah, did. I mean, I really want something to happen for them. I mean, they just they they deserve to to be drawing a little bit better than they have. So they're like, trying. You know, they're, try- they're trying, and they they have a good young core. They got a. They got some guys there that I really like. I guess just they had a TV spot during a K one like re- review show too, as well. So mm. you know they're they're trying to 
trying to get their name out there. This is not zero one, folks. This is not like, like to me, people lump them in with zero one. And to me, there's a, there's a, at least a clear difference. Whereas, you know, zero one, zero one exists because people like to do, to wash their money or something. I don't know what to say about zero one, but like, like zero one really has money to... laundering seems to be in the news these days. And I tend to wonder if maybe that's what zero one <laughs> exists for now. Like zero one is a thing, you know, I don't think it's a good thing, but it's a thing. Um, and I don't want zero one to close either. That's the thing. I don't want any promotion to close because there are always people that not just the wrestlers, there are people that depend on these promotions existence to make their own living. Yeah, no, it's so true. So I, I think to root for any promotion to close is a little sad. But, I want to see Zero One improve. I want to see Russell One improve. I want to see no one improve. Yeah. I see everyone do better. But but Zero One to me, it's, it's still like a different category of promotion than Russell One. Russell One is trying to do something. They're trying just, to... It's just going to be really hard. Yeah. I just don't know what Zero One can do. That's the thing. With the well, yeah, Zero One, I have no idea. I mean, they it's not like they have young guys to build around. Right? It's just, they're just limping along basically and like i said it isn't as if the guys that they have in this promotion when they go to other places that they're drawing flies yeah people pay to see them in other promotions they're not paying to see them in zero one it's very weird right like kohei sato you like you forget that he's a zero one guy because you just see him in big japan so often and it's like oh yeah he's he's... really popular in big japan yeah it's like oh yeah he's a zero one guy but big japan fans aren't paying to see him in zero one yeah. No one's paying to see Hideki Suzuki in Zero One. Yeah. It's very interesting. But Wrestle One, um, I hope they do better. <laughs> Basically, all I can say. Uh, and speaking of them, they have a show coming up in the on Sunday at Corican Hall. The I think it's Wrestle the One... first weekend Corican show they've had in months. Yeah. It's, it's been a long interesting time. Interesting to see how it draws. The Wrestle One Tour 2017 Autumn Bout. Um, this won't make tape until I believe I just have the date up. Let me let me find it. It's a while, everybody. You'll be waiting a while to see this show. It's a Gorora show. Yeah, so I, I was shocked how fast that All Japan Gorora show aired, though. Like that aired in like three days or something, which was interesting. I don't. I guess they didn't have any. Well, I think the baseball season's almost done over there. Yeah, finished and there's okay. So the the Russell One show airs eleven twenty one. There you go. So airs on Gaiora on, on November twenty first. You'll be waiting more than two weeks. Um, but yeah, so that's that's when this show will air. And quickly go over the card: uh, Masuki Kono and Shuji Kondo working the opener against uh, Sugu Sugu Takasato and Shunsuke Sayama from the uh, the earlier discussed Asuka project. Um, interesting to just see Kono working the opener. Well, that's because Ito has a match higher up the card. Yeah, so I guess they just didn't want to give it. He doesn't have anything else to do. Uh, match two, you got Kazayashi, Jun Tansho, and Fuminori Abe. Defending, or not defending, sorry. Facing the Sauerungai, Masada, mm-hmm. and Ryuji Hijikata. You know, if you've never of... seen Fuminori Abe, you have to watch him. Yeah. He is the best freelance young talent in Japan. He is phenomenal where did he where did he come from where is he he's, he's from the sportiva dojo same place uh, as iwamoto in all japan koji iwamoto they both came out of sportiva but, but i'm like i'm, I'm like Abe likes to work triple six and guts and heat up and everything he works 
Yeah, this year he anything in he worked all Japan, DDT, Heat Up, Guts World, Freedoms, Inoki Dome Federation, Big Japan, and Pro Wrestling Zero One. And triple six. Um, and triple six. Yeah. Uh he lost to Manabu Hara on, on March fifteenth this year. And the zero one Akudo Hidaka produced Akudo Hidaka twenty Akudo Hidaka twentieth anniversary box office. What a name! <laughs> he gets around. He's yeah. He's a freelancer's freelancer. That kid works everywhere. Yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. Um, the so after that we got Manabu Soya and Ganseki Tadaka against Yuji Hino and Jake Oman. Uh, and I'll have to say about that one either. Just. How like Jake Oban, I guess, is just living there? Because I can't imagine they're paying him to fly over. I looked on his cage match. He had worked in NWA for a while and I don't know, he looks worked all over. I have no he worked zero one USA, I think, once. So mm. maybe that's kinda how he got an inroad into Japan. I'm not entirely sure. I mean he must be living there though, because like why the fuck did you fly this guy out every month? So, um, after that, you got Jiro, Jiro, Koji Doi, and Andy Wu against Yusuke Kodama, Sego Tachibana, and Drunk Andy. I'm I'm pumped for that one. That'll be a fun six man. I think they might be building to a mask versus mask match. Yeah, that's between probably. Drunk Andy and Andy Wu. Yeah, it will make sense. And then we'll we find, out. find out <laughs> who is Drunk Andy. <laughs> Um, then we have the loser Russell one exile match. So I, it's just whoever gets pinned, right? It's going to leave. Not the. I do believe that's the case. So it's Suma, Sumaragi, and Hajime against Masayuki, Mitomi, and Ryoni Fujiwara. Uh, goodbye Fujiwara, probably. I would, I would think. I don't know. I, it's him or the other guy. I don't see the Ace Kids losing. Yeah, I mean, why the fuck would they? <laughs> I'd be sad if one of them lost. Yeah, I mean, well, you could, I guess. Okay, you know what I just thought of? It could it could be a thing where they just can't wrestle the rest of one cards anymore. And they just wrestle on the eight. Well, shows. yeah, but I mean, also it could be a way to bring them back as uh, like a mask gimmick. One of them could be drunk Andy. I don't think so. Black but I think Andy. it's more. I think it, yeah, one of them could be black Andy or. I don't know, Red Andy, or you could do a communist Andy real gimmick. There you go. I don't know, just any. I, I, I just or it could just be a, a new mask gimmick. But could I do was thinking like that. something like that might end up happening. That whoever loses this match comes back as eventually under a mask or something. They're yeah. not. I don't think they'll be gone. But um, you know, Masayuki Mitomi, he's another freelancer, so he could, I guess, be wrapping up his time at Wrestle One. Who knows? Uh, then you have the Wrestle One Result Championship. Takanori Ito defending against Daiki Inaba. This could be a title change. It could be. I I, th- I kind of think Ito should win. But I don't know. I won't be surprised either way it goes. Yeah. I, I mean Ito winning would be a big win for him. So I I'd be I'd be happy with that. So I guess we'll say. Um and after that, the Wrestle One Cruiserweight title match. Seki Yoshioka against Kenshin Chikano. Um, I would really like to see Chikano win. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but it would be I'm cool. I'm praying he wins. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be a cool thing. But I have a feeling Kodama or someone will beat Yoshioka. Yeah, probably. Which will be fine, too, just 
just don't he just he's just so boring <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really find him that interesting either so um, he has an ugly haircut too <laughs> in the in the main event you, it's going to be shotaro shino defending the wrestle one title against kumagoro um this could be really good i think ashino wins probably i mean i really don't want it's not i don't it doesn't feel like it's time to take the belt off him it feels like he's having a good reign it just feels like there's still more. I will say, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe Kumagoro won if he wins either. Yeah. He is one of the other guys in that company that sort of came through their dojo yeah. that they're building up as well. So I I won't be too shocked if he wins. I don't suspect he wins. I don't know who beats Ashino, though. I don't know if they have Kino beat him or if they just keep building Ito up. Yeah, I was gonna say to me, to me, it's either Hino or Ito. You could you could definitely have Yuji Hino win once you do that. That's the other reason why I don't think Kumagara is winning because I think they're still. I think this this could be the show where Hino challenges him. Actually, so we'll see. But like either way, I think Hino we're gonna get that Hino Ashino match before the Ashino reign is over. Whether or not the whether or not the Hino reign ends it, the, the Hino match ends it is a, is a different story. But. Um, but yes, I really enjoyed uh, Ashino's title reign, and I hope it. Well, whether it ends or not, I think it'll be it'll be looked back at as a as a cool thing they did. Just to, you know, this is a sixth title defense now, and it's just. You know, I remember the last time you were on here, we talked about how for a long time at Wrestle One, it was like, oh, this this seems like it could be a cool reign. Up oh, there's Kono, <laughs> here's here's Kono to take the title and end whatever. There's definitely some stability in terms of the direction they want to take things now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I assume before it was, a lot of that was like the Mudo influence where he seemed like a guy who could be very Mudo, impatient. Tajiri, Kono. Yeah. But now it seems it seems like they're more patient now. So, um, but yeah, overall, Wrestle 1, very good promotion. Very fun to watch. Two hours of your time every month, you can fucking spare it. Just skip an episode of SmackDown. Even if you don't want to watch for two hours a month on their YouTube page, they put up Wrestle One TV once a week. Oh yeah, that'll be up. For, so that'll have all the highlights of the fest. So I can watch that before I get spoiled, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'll be cool. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very cool promotion. I definitely think you should watch it. Um, people should watch it too. They should pay to watch <laughs> it in Japan too. But yeah. yeah, I can't help. I can't do anything with that. Um, but yeah, that's Wrestle 1. Moving on to DDT, because amazingly, we've already been on here for like almost two hours. Um, so when you want to talk about DDT, what did what is it that really made you want to talk about it lately? It's my favorite promotion in Japan right now. I mean, it's it's mine too. So And it's, it's not even close. And the thing is, I'm not a huge Takashita fan, and I... Still love this promotion. It's yeah, so- and I, I like Takashita more than you do. Not as much as some people on Twitter. Um, I, you know, I was I was there rooting hard for uh, for Endo to win, but of course I was sitting next to like the two loudest Takashita fans in the building, <laughs> so that was not fun for me. They they just cheered so loud and so long when Takashita won, and I was like, ugh. But yeah, I just this promotion, I think is just kind of trekking along despite the problems that its main champion has. 
and I think that's a testament to how deep the roster is. This is one of the deepest rosters in Japan, and they still have a lot of young guys that work this promotion too. I mean, look at DNA. Look at all the guys in. I mean, that that DNA show I went to was one of my favorite shows of the entire. It's not even just the DNA guys. It's people like Sasaki and Takanashi and Ishii. I mean, yeah. these guys are not very old. If you go and look up how old they are, Sasaki is going to be turning 32. Ishii is like 32. Takanashi is like 32. That's still really young. You have Soma Takao. He's like 29. Yeah. And then, like, and then also below that, the DNA guys. So it's just, you have so many guys that you can bring up and really run with. And I think that's kind of why they lately have tried to make DNA more of its own thing, you know, where they, the fighting gig DNA thing. Because like they know they have, there's not going to be room for all these guys on all the DDT shows. So like you need to yeah, a lot of them didn't even make this show. Yeah, and like D, but DNA, D, D, I mean, it's just watching. You could just watch DNA and have a really good time. So especially since Kotu Umeda's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the DNA Korokan from this year. I remember it was it was a really really fun show. So, um, you know, it's really tough to go wrong with this with. It this promotion and that's not even getting into like you know the do you watch a lot of the side promotions like basara okay i I watched one basara show this year and it had trans am kawakami (laughs) and i wanted to die because (laughs) it made me so uncomfortable i was like oh no no stop what made you uncomfortable he's like in perfect English, hey baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just love his. He had a promo recently where, like, he was like, "I'm gonna beat you up because." Uh, oh God, his English is great too. Yeah, I was like the... shocked. I was like, oh. "What the hell?" <laughs> Ariana Grande is my girlfriend. My I'm friend, kick, yes. I'm gonna kick your ass, and I was like, I was dying when I saw that. It just, but... <laughs> it's just so funny. That's why it made me so uncomfortable. I was like, "Who is this?" Because he doesn't. Have anything like that in big japan yeah i mean it's like it's like it's just like an entire different person just uh he's even said as much he's like do not think like this is like two totally different things i have red gear for big japan which is true he wears red in big japan he says for basara when i do this my gear is blue it's like two totally different identities i really want to i want to find one of these promos because in play because it's so good oh my god to find like a clip or something and just play it for everybody, but yeah, Trans Transam Kawakami. He's uh, I think it's Transam Ryuichi or something like that. Oh yeah, Trans. Oh yeah, Transam Ryuichi. Right, right. But why, why would an American wrestler use use their surname? Of course, he's American. I mean, <laughs> real American, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I want to find it because it the pro the. The promo I was watching was so awesome. An interesting uh, thing with DDT now is that the past two shows that they've <laughs> had at Corican Hall, they have aired free if you watch them live. Don't have is, to sign up. Yeah. So if what the, the exact thing he told Kodaka was, you're not sexy. You're not American. My girlfriend is Ariana Grande. And that's why he turned. That's why he turned heel, supposedly. <laughs> Uh, I, I love I love I love DDT in general, but but yeah, but Barcelona is not, um, you know, it's it's its own thing. You know, it's not a. And I don't. 
nothing against Joshi, but I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> Tokyo Joshi Pro is not the promotion I recommend you start with if you're going to watch Joshi. Um, From what I've heard, it's very character-based. You have to be really into what the, yeah. thing, the characters that the girls are doing. It's not so much focused on the wrestling. It's an idol promotion. I mean, like, honestly, like, even as much as Star... is an idol promotion. Well, yes. I know. But, like, um, I, I will say, like, if Saki Akai did, does her best work there, like, she had, she's just so much better as a heel, like, doing this, like, heel model gimmick, like, the dark side of the model gimmick, basically. Um, it's like, the match with uh, the Dragon Lady, I can remember her name. She, she's, it, it was, like, by far the best thing I saw on the Tokyo Joshi Pro Show. So, um, yeah, it was that that's good stuff. You want to check it out. But honestly, if you're going to watch Joshi, you might as well be watching Sendai Girls. Or, you know, I know a lot of people hate it, but, like, Stardom still has, like, you know, if you want to watch Io Shirai or something. You know, it's, I'll just watch Ryzen. Gonna watch what? I'll watch Ryzen. <laughs> that's the best Joshi promotion. It's the best one? Yeah, I mean, I really, Sendai Girls this year has been good. Like, every every single big show I've watched this year has been good, I will say. But yeah, so don't don't start with Tokyo Joshi for everybody. Now, Gambare is like, um, it's even more heavily copied than DDT. So if that's not your thing, then, you know, obviously you have really no reason to watch it. Um, but I love me some Kanoka, so I... Bad communication's not muted anymore either. <laughs> Yes, I, that that must be like. Was that the most expensive one they had to get? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's a very know. famous song in Japan. So, I don't know. But that's yeah, a good it's, question. It's awesome having that song now. So I love that song. I know it's a great song. I karaoke did it when I was in Japan. It was awesome. Not that I was able to do most of it, but <laughs> um, I got through like the first course, and after that, it was like okay. I've gone as far as I can go. <laughs> you get further than me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a so so. A Ken Oak is awesome. Uh, you know, if you have tr- time to check out Gambara, you can. The only promotion that I call, you know, not a must-watch, but like a, a you know, very very like DNA is very good if you have time to watch DNA. Um, but yeah, as for DET itself, though. I agree with you. That's been a very, it's, well, they've been at a high level for years now. And it's like, every time they do hit a bit of a lull, um, they, they always snap out of it really quickly. You have I like a month or two. What where... benefits from is that even if you don't like one thing going on, there's something else. Yeah. There's always something going on with DT. It's so. not just the top title or it's not just this and it's not just that there's always something going on up and down the court for somebody to be interested in yeah exactly um you know and they have you know they have a lot of titles and stuff but they have a big enough roster to have that many titles so it doesn't feel forced like it can with some other promotions um so yeah i don't i don't know i love ddt i can talk about them forever every if if something happens at ddt you know, for as wacky as promotion this is, and it's, it can be very wacky on the undercard especially, but things usually happen for a reason, you know? Yeah. Like, things pay off, and things, um, you know, they build they build places. This is not a company where, 
you know, something happens and it's forgotten like the next week, like, you know, WWE or something like things make sense here. So, you know, I mean, it, even the, the, even like the, the comedy stuff has internal logic and like builds and stuff like, you know, here to here to coming out with that song that built for like three months or something. Like that was a story they told. He even <laughs> became Harata Collection eight. <laughs> Harata Collection eight. Yeah, they that, couldn't use Tokyo Go, and then he went into the studio and did his own <laughs> dub of the song, <laughs> and then he comes back. Yeah, as, her, as himself. I mean that that was a story they told for like four fucking months. So like they things you know even in the even in like the most comedy of comedy, things build here and things matter, you know. And now the new story, you know, is going to be like, I guess here at the trying to make something out of T two He Day, because uh, you know he 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 originally wanted to like leave them or something, and then it turned out there was like some contract that if he left he would have to pay for all the unsold merchandise. Which is uh, the, the awesome merchandise. I, apparently, it was like you would have had to buy all the uns. I think it was like the what's the glasses maybe or something. There was some storyline, but he would have had to like buy back all the unsold merchandise. So like he suddenly was like, "Well, never mind. I'm gonna make T two Heyday the best it can be." So like maybe I think that's gonna be kind of a story moving forward. But yeah, they always give their guys like something to do, even as from like the, the I mean. You know, look at this uh, this heel turn for Shimatani. Like, even that's been building forever, you know? So, like, with all the, all the like, the, the disrespect for Shimatani and stuff. That kid so. wants to be in damnation so bad, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, everyone on in this company, they always get something to do, and they always have a story. So, it's, it's a very, that's... That to me is what I love about it, and like, you don't have to be a main a main eventer in DDT to to feel like you know there's something worth paying attention to and following. And I think a lot like Big Japan, even though you know Damnation sort of separate themselves from everyone, you can tell that everyone in this company is willing to work together. Yeah, to make it better. Did I tell you what I what Awashi said to me by the way in, in, when I was in Japan? No, he didn't. I had I had on I had on my damnation shirt, <laughs> and he just saw me walk by, and he's like, "Oh, damnation! Oh, it's a damnation shirt!" Oh. like he was not happy that I was wearing a damnation shirt. So he was very very disappointed in me, but I just kind of had to shrug at him. Damnation are irresistible. What can you say? I know. I love. I love. They're they're, they're just so awesome, but. Um, all right, so let's get into the show. Um, the DET special 2017. Um, I didn't see the dark match, so I, can't I speak didn't either. So, there yeah, we it was Zango and Yuki Reno against Iwasaki and Yuni. Uh, the, I know you real... didn't see that match because Kudo had a concussion, yeah, which hopefully gets better soon. He'll be uh, back soon in a couple of weeks, actually. Oh, cool. Because he, you, so you think he's winning the title, right? Because I that, that's what you think. Uh, I, yeah. If I had to guess who beats Takashita, I think it will be Kudo. And it, it's been a while since he's held it, so that'd be cool, I guess. And, you know, Takashita's sort of... There's, like, certain guys in this company that are, like, much like... We always talk about pillars. Yeah. And 
for me, and I think for other DDC fans too, Kudo is one of those guys like Dino and Hiroshima are. Yeah. And Takeshita, I don't think, has gotten over that hump yet. And I so I think that'll be sort of the next guy that he has to... And Kudo... And Kudo would be a good like um, if they want to do if they want to do give Endo his run, that'd be cool, I guess, to have uh, Kudo but as the intermediary. They are starting a little bit of Damnation versus Shuten Doji. Yeah, it started on this show, so they're kind of starting to plant the little seeds for that. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I really think it could be like. You know, Takashita, Kudo, Endo, and then you can do Endo, ta- Endo, Takashita. And it won't surprise me if just Takashita beats everyone and holds the title for the next three years either. <laughs> but you could, Endo, Ta- you could do Endo, you could do Endo, Takashita again and be like, "Well, can you?" Really I, beat I them? hope not. Well, I think they probably will, but we'll see. But yeah, so the real the opener was uh, Shuma Katsumata, Mao, and Cherry defeating Saki Akai and Tori Honda. And Abdullah Kobayashi with Katsumoto pinning Honda with the Katsumata guillotine in 707. Uh, this is from October 22nd, by the way. DT shows, I have to say, uh, you you as a central coach, like as an East Coast person who has a regular, uh, well, not nine to five, but 10 to six jo- weekday job, I can't watch very many Puro shows live anymore like I used to in my youth. And like, you know, like in the early days of uh, what the fuck's it called? <laughs> of like, what the fuck was that website called? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the one the G1 was on. Ustream. Yes, thank you. I was gonna take me forever to to like figure that out. It was like the one before. I th- kept thinking the one before Nico, before Ustream decided to be like, we're not gonna do paid streaming anymore. But yeah, I mean, I used to sit there and watch all these fucking Ustream shows live when I had no, you know, no real job <laughs> could get away with doing that. But now it's like. <laughs> Yeah, and now it's like I can't fucking do that anymore. But these DT Corrigans, because they're noon on Sunday, I can watch this live. I think they specifically 11... run the early time slot for foreign fans to be able to watch. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you, DDT. Because <laughs> I can watch at 11 p.m. here. That's very doable. It's over by like, you know, 2, 2.30. So, you know, very, very doable. And pretty soon after after daylight savings this weekend, it's gonna be even better. It's gonna be 10 p.m. So that's even you know even better than 11. Um, but yeah, the so that's cool that you can actually watch these shows live. You know, and even like if you have like the last show. couple of shows have been free to view yeah. as well. I, I really wish more people would take advantage of that, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't there's, think there's you a... can watch them on demand for free. You have yeah. to watch them live. Um, but yeah, there's. Just people people should give DT a chance. There's a lot of people who weirdly will not give them a chance and it, it infuriates me sometimes. But <laughs> anyway, um this is this match was fine. I don't really remember much about it. You know what I, I do remember about it is all the dudes, uh Shunma and Mao both working Saki Akai like light as a feather, and then Cherry just tags in and just punches her in the gut as hard as she possibly can. Cherry's just like, fuck you model i'm just gonna fucking hit you as hard as i can that was uh that was something yeah Um, i think the only (laughs) thing i have to say is i'm not saying he's koto bushi because no one is koto bushi but mao 
I think he can be something very, very special for DDT. Yeah, that's awesome. He has something about him that reminds me of Kota Ibushi. And I don't um, know what it is. I don't think they definitely don't wrestle the same. I think Kota is a far better wrestler. But Mao's just like 20. Yeah. He, he's really young. But I think I think more than anyone in DNA, that kid is the future of the company. Yeah, I could I could definitely say it. Um <laughs> the other thing I so I saw when I was in Japan, I saw Cherry um working Oh God, I'm gonna forget the name of the promotion again. YMZ. And she did a, a match based around like entirely based around trying to proposition uh like a man in this match. And she had like two teammates who were much younger who like the do wanted instead. And she just kept like pushing them aside. And at one point she basically just like groped this dude against <laughs> his will. And it was very much like uh... Like if Tumblr got a hold of this, but um, yeah, it was very uh, it was very unique that it was Terry amazing. always finishing pretty high in the election. I think is something to be applauded as well. <laughs> she doesn't like pop up on these shows all that often, and yet she's still up there. Who? Where? She's a she's like a like a real Joshi veteran, right? Like she's been around so long. Let's. I can't. She's 43. She looks great for 43. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. She looks like she's. Um, she's been wrestling for 13 years. Yeah. I so mean, she looks like she's. She's pretty late. Yeah. I mean, she looks like. Um, she does not look 43. Like, look. Um, I mean, her whole gimmick of being. Like, basically, the gimmick is that she's old and, you know, <laughs> these dudes don't want her or whatever. And it's like, look, if you would throw Cherry out of your bed. And you like, and you like, if you like women, you throw Cherry out of your bed, you're lying. I hate to tell you. She's a, she's a very, uh, very interesting wrestler. She's a judo background. Did you know that? She's a real shooter. Oof. Yeah. Judo background. She's okay. She's a, she started in DDT. Wow. I didn't even realize that. So, oh, 2004 DDT. 2005 DDT. In 2006, she started working Joshi when she worked Ice Ribbon and the and Neo Ladies. And then 2007, I honestly didn't think she was that old. Yeah, 2007, was she like, was working like JWP and stuff. So yeah, a lot of a lot of promotions. But but Cherry Cherry punched Saki Akai very hard. Everybody. Um, and Kobayashi Saki, was uh, Saki Akai Stan Hansen again. That happened Saki, too. Saki Akai finished top ten in the in the poll this year. She, I don't know why she's popular, but she is. <laughs> but I don't get it. I will fully admit, I I don't get it. She's a. I mean, first of all, she's there. There aren't that many five foot nine Japanese ladies, so that probably has something to do with it. It's a lot like Soma. I I don't get. It. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.